0: Hey friends, welcome to the Your Sister Kimber podcast. My name is Kimber Gilbert, and I'm so glad you're here today. Guys, this is the final episode in our summer series, Being the Friend You Need, and man, I can't believe it. I do pray that this series has drawn you closer to Jesus and closer to your people as we've discussed how Jesus' life and our relationship with Him can teach us to be that friend that we know we all need. Today, we're wrapping up this series with a final conversation about a friend that I have learned I need in my life, one who challenges me or pushes back when I'm missing it, or as Megan puts it, stabs me in the front, not in the back. This kind of friend is a rare breed, but it's one that can be such a blessing to our lives. So I'm excited to chat with you all about how we can cultivate this kind of relationship today. As always, I do wish that it could be in person, ideally over coffee, but this is the next best thing. I'm so glad you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hey, friends. Megan, welcome back. How are you doing? Hi, Kimber. Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. This is the last time, though, that we're going to be talking this summer. Um, which is just, it's crazy to me that we talked in our last episode about how, oh my goodness, like summer's almost over and we're wrapping up the summer series, school's starting, all the things. But, oh, um, man, I have, I have just really enjoyed this series. It's been such a blessing for me to like have someone to talk with this summer because I love, yeah, I just loved having a buddy and someone that I can talk awesome. back and forth with. Yeah, it's been so good. No, I loved so, it. Um, this series we have man we've we've gone through a lot of different things um just about this idea that We all have this ideal friend, I think, in mind, Um, Mm -hmm. but really all we can control in that we can't just like only look for that kind of person. All we can control is leading the way and being that kind of a friend and see who God brings into our lives, right? And so, man, as we've been going through this series, we've just been talking about how like if we want to be that friend that we need, the one we look to is Jesus because like he is the best model that we have of the kind of friend that we all Really want, he is that kind of friend that we need. And so I think that as we're looking at like all these different areas, like last week, we talked about how being in step with the spirit and showing those fruits of the spirit and our relationships can grow them, or um, prayer we talked about back at the beginning, or like grief and mourning we've talked about as well. Yeah. Like all of these things, I think, just give us such a good model um, for how our relationship with Jesus impacts our friendships here on earth. And so um, I've just loved looking at Jesus's life and through this lens, because I think it always makes me notice what these things are in the Gospels that I don't really pay attention to otherwise. You know, it's like when you read something specifically looking for something else, you just notice things that you wouldn't otherwise, because usually when I read the the Gospels, Jesus's we're thinking about, like, his mission or, like, his work on the cross, which, of course, those things are primary. <laughs> right, right. Right. But I think that he also really teaches us how to human well. And yes. So yeah. I've loved looking at that. And so I would love if we could just start this kind of final episode of this series. Like, what stands out to you about Jesus and how he did relationships or friendships, like, what do you think is that big thing that we, a big thing? Cause there's lots that we can learn from how he mm-hmm. did life with others and, and how he did friendship. Yeah.
1: Well, the first thing I thought of was that, uh, you know, one of the names that we have for Jesus is a friend of sinners. And so, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. he, I think would consider all his friends in that way of the, he loved the unlovable. We see that so many times in scripture, the
0: people that were, mm-hmm.
1: you know, cast out and, weren't at a social status that the rest of the world would say is appropriate or okay or acceptable. You know, he he went down to those places and met those people. Um and so I love so he starts off with like the playing field is level here. And then Mm -hmm. within that, within that he has it kind of goes up from there and he's got his circles of people and he's got his the people that he did ministry with and he has his disciples. And then within that, within that realm of disciples, he had his closest three friends and so you just see these like these circles go out but the whole time he is he is a friend to to all and showing kindness and gentleness and all those things we talked about in the previous Mm. episode so um that's what I like stands out to me is I can be a friend you know quote unquote friend to everyone love everyone but then there's those those pyramid you know those levels up of the closeness and intimacy that happens
0: yes that was actually something that That came – yeah, access. That was something that Mm -hmm. came to mind to me too because, you know, it's like we think of the life of Jesus and I think that one of the things that stands out to me is like most prominent probably about what his presence was like is that, you know, even if someone had just met him and they only interacted with him for a moment like as he was healing them or something, like that encounter I'm sure went with them for the rest of their lives, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Regardless of like how close he was to someone, it seems like his presence impacted, right? Just yeah. because of how he loved people. And um, but then like you're saying, it's also this idea of like boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. And like like access. Like you said, like not everyone had equal access to him, despite right those people that, you know, periodically experienced his presence in powerful ways. You right. know, and so That idea of like, how does, in my friendships then, how do boundaries or like, you know, levels of intimacy, how do those things interact with having like sacrificial love for people? Because like, you know, there are moments when, you know, Jesus loves sacrificially by like giving time to people that he might not, that he could have spent with his disciples or that he could have spent like in prayer or by himself, like, he, you see him like reach outside of those things in loving, sacrificial ways. But then you also see times where he is putting up firm boundaries and like saying, No, like I'm going to withdraw and like be with mm-hmm. my father. Or, um, like, Hey, you three disciples come with me for this. The rest of you stay here. Like, yeah, like he, <laughs> you know, things. That, so it's like equal access is not the answer. Right. But, setting like friendship boundaries in ways that like are healthy and are, are actually like for our good and our relational health is clearly laid out in his life. And so yeah. although that's not like the main thrust of the New Testament <laughs> um, or at least the gospels, like I think that that's something that we can see in his life that can be such a, a helpful just model for us because it's like like you're saying, like those sort of concentric circles is how a lot of times I think of it, or like, you know, a tower of uh, yes. like closeness, like you're saying, you know, those things, that kind of a model, I think can be really helpful in our lives. And that's not diametrically opposed to like loving sacrificially. Yes. In relationships, right? right. Like we can have sacrificial love for, you know, those people that we don't know as well, and still right. have healthy boundaries. <laughs> exactly. And so that, That just, like, dynamic has been something that has been um, on my mind lately. I think also because I'm such a person who's, like, a more the merrier kind of girl. Um, Same. But I do not have that kind of capacity for, like, close friendship. And so learning how to steward that well, like, my capacity for friendship, stewarding that well is uh, probably will be a lifelong journey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just based on the trajectory so far. (laughs) Yes.
1: No. Yeah. It's I I'm, I'm similar. Like, I think I, you know, a lot of people would describe me as someone who has a large capacity for, for people and like community. I would say that in the last, like, I don't know, seven or eight months, I've definitely like felt a little bit more, um, not that I don't have, but I think I'm in a season of a little smaller bit smaller yeah. capacity and like who yeah. I'm allowing to like really speak in right now. And right. um right. and that's a not that's not a bad thing. Um it's just no, it's a new thing. That's it's kind of It's a normal. new thing yeah. for me because I'm like I'm usually the
0: like social butterfly right. doing all the thing, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I was like now pass and everyone's yeah, anyways. Mm-hmm. Going I to think this. that's so true and I love that you say that actually because I'm sure there's um friends listening who feel like they are that social butterfly too and I it's Like a tactic of the enemy when we go through times when we need to narrow that a little bit. Yeah. It's a tactic of the enemy to make it seem like either we're not loving people well or we're not really being ourselves, quote unquote, or, you know, we need to fix something or what's wrong with me. Um, no, there's just I yeah. think there's just we need different things at different times. And I, I think that's OK. And I like I said, I think Jesus's life reflects that. Like, yeah, there are you know, times yeah. when he just like was around people so often, it seems and he's like pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. And then there are times when he withdraws and like no one sees or hears from him for who knows how long. We know at least one time when he went into the wilderness to be tempted by the end of 40 days. So like, I don't think that as we go through those ebbs and flows, I don't think that that should be something that feels bad to us or untrue to ourselves, even. Or at you know, at worst, it's it's not that we're not loving people well. I think it's just that our hearts need different things at different yeah. times from friendship. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. So I I love that you shared that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I think, man, friends listening, if you have never read the Gospels through this lens of like how to be a good friend, I yeah. would challenge you to do it because obviously, like I said, that's not the main thrust. But like Jesus is such, I think, a deep well for mm-hmm. just that how to human idea, yep. and I think we can and it's learn so, a lot. From yeah, him. and the Gospels are just so relational, and
1: yeah, that's what they yeah. are. So so deep in with that, so yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, at the beginning of this summer, um, since we are kind of reflecting through this episode, um, I remember that we both shared in the first episode, I think, uh, just the parts of the series that we were like most looking forward to as we yeah. – like we're getting started. And I remember, I think we we both said two different ones yeah. that we were most excited for. And one of them was like this idea of like friends who challenge us. And that's what we're yeah. going to talk about today. The other one though was prayer. And that's what we kicked off the series with. And so <laughs> I would love just before we get into the the idea of friends who challenge us to reflect a little bit on that, that prayer idea. We talked mm-hmm. about it a long time ago. It's been several months since then. How have you seen the Lord growing in just you in the area of prayer um, since we started this series yeah. and since we had that conversation back in, like, May? I know. When was that?
1: <laughs> was, yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. It feels like
1: forever ago and not that a, long ago. A
0: million years, years ago. ago. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I would say it's grown quite a bit. Um, I was really challenged after our conversation, too, again, of just... um. For me, like because I'm such an outward processor, it's very much easier for me to want to process with externally with other people. And so that's yeah. been my big challenge, I think, this summer is just taking that to the Lord first. Mm. Um before I go to others other um, people, yeah. for that. And and taking it to others is, is important too. Like there's definitely right. like again, like the Holy Spirit and hearing that from our friends. But my first job is to be obedient to Christ and to be in his presence first, um, and take it to him. So that's been like my challenge with prayer. It's been really awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Had lots I love of opportunities
1: that. to have to do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Isn't that how it goes? <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like for me, it's been, um, just a lot of like surrender of like, mm. you know, what this should look like, what does it look like, and just, like, kind of God, like, stripping some things back, um, revealing some things to me, but what I feel like he keeps saying through prayer to me lately is just centered on love and, like, his love for me, because I think, I mean, we talk about it a lot here, obviously, it's the Main topic behind my podcast is like how to love others well. Right. But I think that we can't love others well until we receive the love of God. And so mm. I think that that is what he has been trying to teach me lately is just how to like really receive that and live in that. And man, it's a lot more easy for me to intellectualize that than to actually sure. feel it um, and experience it and like know it deeply. And so I feel like that's been where what we've been talking about lately. But that's good. I I think it was a powerful thing to set off the summer and I think this theme of prayer is going to continue in our community and so into the fall We're and sure. I'm excited for that. So Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's good. Well, the other one that we talked about like I said um in the intro episode of this series uh which I will say friends listening if you are just now joining us Um, For whatever reason, if you just hopped onto this episode, I would encourage you to go back and catch up on this whole series um, over the course of the fall. It started back in episode 52. It's called Being the Friend You Need. And um, that's where these conversations started that we're referencing here. But that one we talked about in that episode Was just this idea of I need a friend who challenges me or like Mm -hmm. pushes back, um, is how I say it a lot of the time. And for me, this idea, I think, comes from just the fact that like I'm a pretty strong willed person. Like I generally know what I think and how I think things should be. And I don't usually have a problem saying that and like, (laughs) you know, expressing that. Like I just think that I can be a strong personality. And so, I've come to realize that sometimes it seems like that results in sometimes my friends will just like go along with things that Mm. I say or think rather than like pushing back when I'm missing the boat or like that was dumb. Like that isn't it. Like, you know, like I need someone, multiple people or, you know, at least one friend in my life who's going to like call me on my stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I know that I need that. That's more apparent to me than ever. Um, like, I need that <laughs> in my life. And so over the past few years, I've been, like, more intentional about, like, setting up those kind of relationships in my mm-hmm. life so that I, I know that that's going to happen. But I think that it that kind of a friendship doesn't happen naturally quite. Um, sure. And I think you referred to this idea as, like, a friend yeah. who stabs me in the front Yes. Um, do you remember that? Frank? Yes, I remember yeah. that. Yes. Yeah, that was not was that original to you? Or did you hear that? From no, something?
1: no, it was from I was trying to think of it. I can see the. there's a guy on Instagram who does this amazing like artwork. I'll have to find his profile. I can like literally yeah. see it in my yeah. head. Um, But he it was a picture that he had drawn of like two like soldiers and the one guy's literally just got like a knife through the chest of his friend. Mm. And it just says, um, a friend stabs you in the front. And then he kind of went into like what that means a little bit. And and that whole aspect of, I want a friend that's not going to be afraid to tell me my stuff or what they're seeing in my life and call me out on it. And that that's like the most loving thing to do Mm -hmm. versus stab, stab me in the back. And so, right. And I think, again, that's so counterculture to our world of, a lot of people want friendship is like, you just go along with what I'm doing right, and be fine with it. Um, but that's not true. Like I, for me, I'm like a real friend is someone who says, I'm seeing this in your life. And like the fact that they feel like they can do that shows that there's trust and that there's a love and careness there. Um, that's really important to have. And so, um, yeah. So a friend that stabs you, you want a friend that stabs you in the front and not uh, in the back. Yeah.
0: Mm, I yeah. love that. So how do you think that we cultivate this in our friendships? Because yeah, I don't think that it's natural most to most people or that idea of like, right. you know, pushing back in our friendships. And like you said, it's definitely not natural in our culture. That yeah. telling the truth to our people. So where do you think we like start with this? What do you see as like being some ways to cultivate this in our relationships? So I'm gonna say like, you know, people can come up
1: to me and tell me whatever they wanna say. But I'm going to hold that a lot differently um, if Joe Schmo comes up and says something to me versus like my best friend in the whole world. And so there's a level of relationship, I think, and trust that has to be pretty foundationally layered, I think, to get to that point. And I think that that's a conversation that needs to be had of like, I want a deep friendship with you. Again, we've talked about that before of like, I want to pursue this with you. I want someone that's going to hold me accountable Mm-hmm. Um and I want to give you permission to do that and speak into my life like I think that's something yeah. that because I know for me like I might have my opinions about things but I'm not necessarily always going to vocalize it to you unless I know that like you're okay with me. Now if you're like yes straight off going the rails I'll <laughs> probably like well sure
0: sure right. You know
1: but like those little things in life or I mean, it could be big things too, but just those kind of more personal things. I might not right. necessarily feel like, is it my place to say something yes. until I feel like we're at that spot. And usually that's because mm-hmm. we've had a conversation to put us in that place.
0: Yeah. I love that encouragement to literally like talk about it. like articulate permission yeah. to mm-hmm. the people in your life that you would like this to be the standard of your friendship. Mm-hmm. Tell them. Like yeah, and I think for me this has looked like literally saying like please tell me the truth on this like you know you have permission to yep. push back and tell me I'm missing it if I if I just I, did a couple weeks ago
1: yep I was like hey you know I had I had said something and it was like I. I'm actually asking for your opinion on this. So like, yes. please feel yeah. like you can tell me I'm like, oh, okay. You know, like yes. I want
0: to hear what you have to say. Don't feel like you have to hold back on this. So, yeah. um, yeah. Because yeah. it's such that like we've balanced, I mean, we talked about it last episode too of like, <clears throat> we're not our friend's Holy Spirit, right. right? And so I think that if we're going to err on one side or the other of the line, we're probably going to err on the side of not saying anything if right. we're trying to like be loving, you know? But I think there is space for this like pushing back, challenging, stabbing right. in the front in certain relationships. Because yes. Because like yeah. you also said, I think the other thing to remember here is that this is not for every relationship. No. Every no. friendship. Not, There's going be some people
1: where I'm like, okay, okay, thanks, bye. Like I'm not, not that I don't right. care about, but I'm not going to hold yeah. that as like tightly
0: as With I weight. would. Yeah. yeah, Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Absolutely, because I think it, yeah, it's it has to be built on that foundation where you know that your heart for each other is love and flourishing and like more of Jesus, like that is the foundation. And so if that's established and you've like given permission to each other, that's going to be like something that is a part of your relationship, then when it comes through, it's not. Like you're not on the defensive, hopefully as much, or even mm-hmm. if it does put you on the defensive, you're probably going to come down from that a little bit faster because you remember, oh, like I literally asked them to do. This. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I know that they love me. Exactly. I know, they they have a, exactly, yeah. I know yeah. their heart for me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think with that too, though, it's like, we still have to make sure that the way that we're bringing it to someone is just like cloaked in love (laughs) because there's like right there's this idea i think too where it's like oh well we're friends who just are honest with each other and then that turns into just like you suck uh, i can say (laughs) anything yeah right exactly anything and i don't think that that is good either no how do you feel like we kind of walk that line
1: yeah well i think the first thing is like when i know i need to bring something to somebody is prayer and Mm -hmm. is this is this something where this is just my opinion? Yeah. Is this just my like interpretation? And maybe that's part of the conversation that you have, but like, what are my motives in this? What are my, like mm, really yeah. breaking down, like what do I want to get out of this conversation? And then taking it to them. But I think there's a whole behind the scenes process that kind of needs to be happening within your own heart of yeah. when I bring this to them. Um, I'm kind of like a, I tend to work through the scenarios in my head so it's like yeah what is gonna happen if this goes really well what am I gonna Mm, say what if this doesn't go well like what because sometimes and this has happened to me I've been on both ends of this like where I have not received it well um or I've said something to someone they haven't taken it well of like they gave me permission and then I did it and then they don't really want they didn't really want it um or I didn't really want to hear it at the time um Mm. So that's still the risk. Right. And that's still the risk that you take. But, Mm. um, but those have always worked out, you know I mean? That's just another, like you work through it or it's like, Oh, I didn't handle that. Well, we're human. It's going to happen. Um, but I think that it's just gotta be so heavily soaked in like the Holy spirit of like, what are your words, grace, love, how can I be you in this moment? And reach mm. my friend, you know? Yeah. And then also know that they're going to make their own decisions too. Like, again, you're not the Holy Spirit. And so it's kind of one of those right. things where, like, I
0: speak this and then you do what you right. will. But you I know? don't control. Yeah, <laughs> right. I don't control. And I think that's where the <clears throat> motive comes back to. Like, what do you want out of this? Like, yeah. if your motive is just to, like, demonstrate how much you care about them and you want the best for them, like, you love them, that kind of thing, then I feel like... That is easier to hold the result loosely than if your motivation is like, well, they need to fix this about their lives. Right. And they need to see it my way and
1: do what I want, how I wanted them to do it. Here's my step-by-step plan to fix your life. Please take care. (laughs) going to no, gonna, gonna go
0: awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that, that that advice is, is so good because yeah, if, if there is a situation like this in, in your friendships, it's yeah, it's a little bit tricky to navigate. Um, I feel like, though, if we want to cultivate this kind of thing in a certain friendship, again, because not in all of our friendships, but in one or two in our lives that we feel like have that foundational trust, you feel like you could receive that kind of thing from them in a way that would like bless your life. um, I think you kind of almost have to like lead the way in having that kind of conversation. Once you've had like the conversation that is like, hey, I want to be friends who who have this kind of a relationship and they're like, yeah, that sounds good, like kind of thing. Like once you have that established, that like permission, I think sometimes we have to like be willing to lead the way in it. And so having that courage to like bring this kind of thing to a friend, I think that is – Man, that's nothing. That's not natural. That's hard. No, to it's do. hard. Even the flip side of like, even if it's like you don't have
1: something that you feel like you need to say to your friend of like, I see this in your life, but being like, here's what's happening in my heart and I need yeah. you to like, what do you think? If, what do you yeah. think? Like that might even be easier. Cause I know for me, it's a lot, it's been in the past a lot easier to do that versus like me being like, you're, I see this yes. in your life. That's been a yes. harder muscle for me to grow. Like Literally. I got to really know we're solid before I like right would do go that, there. <clears throat> would go yeah. there. Um, But with some things, it might just be, you doesn't have to be a major life thing, but just, Hey, like a situation's yeah. happening. What do you think? What are your thoughts? And then I feel like that kind of starts to get that other friend to start to be like, Oh, okay. So like, they're like teachable, they're receptive. They're, they're not on the defense. Like they're asking, they want this, like we would yes. like, we're sharing our heart and how and can forth. we, yeah. yeah, back and forth. So
0: I think that's a great way to lead the way in Mm -hmm. it and like invite it. That's what you're doing is you're like, you're asking for it. Like you've given Uh permission, but then also you're asking for it. And so, yeah, I think that can start to establish it. I love too that you mentioned that like this doesn't have to always be like a huge life thing. Like I feel like one of the ways that I see people in my life doing this idea of like challenging me or pushing back a little bit. Is even in smaller things, like if we're talking about something, you know, mm-hmm. having a discussion about like a life situation or, you know, plans for the future, whatever it is, like this can even just look like a friend who says, I don't know, is that wise? Or, or yeah. like, I don't know, like I kind of see it this way, you know? Yeah. Like even just having people in our lives that dialogue can look not just like us agreeing but like kind of actually discussing like in, in, a, yeah. in a relationship. And honestly, I feel like that doesn't happen as much in this day and age in friendship as maybe it could. Like, I think there's just so much more room for like healthy uh dialogue and disagreement that sometimes like worldly friendship is afraid of. Cause yeah. again, it's that like wanting to keep that artificial peace. So we just like go along to get along as opposed to like, challenging each other in our conversations. Right. right. No, I totally agree. Yeah. So how have you seen this kind of relationship like bless your life, would you say? <laughs> like why should we why should we pursue it? Is it really all it's cracked up to be? Yeah. <laughs> how have you seen this be a good thing?
1: I mean, there's been moments where I'm like, is this all that this is going to talk to me? Because it sucks.
0: Yeah. It sucks.
1: Like it doesn't always feel awesome. Mm-hmm. As the giver or the receiver, it's hard. You know, it is hard. Mm-hmm. And for me, I would say that this is something that's been new to me since moving to Alaska of mm-hmm. like, like I had really, I would say I had strong friendships in other places, but here's been the first time where I feel like oh, it's solid. Like Mm. we, we share, like we'll, we're not afraid to. And, and I mean, I've kind of gone through a season recently where I've had some people come up to me and be like, Hey, you know, Mm. I'm seeing this in your life. And I've had to do it recently with other, the same friends, you know, some of them of like, Hey, I'm seeing this in your life. And so it has blessed my life immensely. It's not always fun. It's not easy. Um, Mm. It brings us closer together as friends because you're showing me your trust. You're showing me your loyalty in that moment of like, they're not walking away from me. And that's for me, like, that's my biggest friendship fear is being rejected and being unwanted and walking away without like any explanation. So for me, I would much rather you just keep stabbing me in the front, do all the things then stab me in the back and walk away. Like I, you know, so... For totally. me, like you, you are showing kind of in a way your allegiance and your loyalty and faithfulness to me as a friend when you get, you feel like you, that you can speak into that, or hear it from me as well. Um, and so I totally been, uh, agree
0: with that. Yeah. I think it like builds, it just like builds trust even yeah. because like clearly there's a choice in that moment where the friend could just not say anything and distance. Right, Right. because they see that undesirable thing or that thing that they think is not maybe healthy or like uh, leading to life or whatever, however the situation would say it. Um, And they can either like see it and distance or they can see it and confront it out of love for you Mm -hmm. and a desire for your relationship to like be an honest one. Right. And that is, like you said, not the easy route. And so when I see someone take that, whether it's in like a small thing, like we're having a conversation and my friend is like, actually, I don't think that you're seeing this the right way.
1: (laughs) right, right, And I'm
0: like, oh, like you care enough about like not only what we're talking about, but also we're comfortable enough in our friendship to like, to have that push and pull. And that just like, I love that. I think that that makes me feel more confident in our relationship. And so, yeah, I think that that idea of what it actually – like, focusing on what does it build? Like, what is the good that can come out of this? Um, not just right. the tension of the moment. Right. Um, I think it is can be a good motivator there as well. For sure. For mm, sure. And Well, I feel like uh, this is – it can be such, like, a hard thing. But I definitely think that as we're kind of closing out this series, that just this – the whole – call of the series has been to like go to the hard places in our friendships, to like go to the uncomfortable spaces, you know, to go there, whether it's like in mourning or it's in, you know, and walking through grief with our friends, like that's a hard space to go to. Or, you know, when we were talking about like getting into scripture together, like that's not a conversation that's just going to naturally come up in your friendship probably, unless you like go to that awkward space and it's the yep. same the same is true I think for this kind of a thing is like we're not going to naturally want to push back in our friendships because easier to just go along to get along but right um, the depth that it builds <clears throat> it, I think is worth it both for the friendship and just for us as people like friendships mm-hmm. it's like the what is the saying about marriage that it's like you know it it reveals your <laughs> your well, brokenness, like it, so that God yeah. can work in it. Isn't there a saying for something or it's
1: like is there like you're like a mirror? I don't know. There's there's probably a ton. There know. probably
0: <laughs> are. Anyway. But it's that idea that, you know, marriage reveals our brokenness and it works to, I think, uh sharpen us or not sharpen us to, you know, soften our sharp edges because of that like friction. Mm. And I think the same is true for our relationships just with our friends, right? Like mm-hmm. it reveals these parts of our heart that are broken and need like and need Jesus redemptive work. And so often he wants to work through or he chooses to work through our relationships with people. And I think that that is it is really cool of him because it just shows how relational our God is, but yeah. it also hurts. It hurts too.
1: Oh yeah. It's not... I think in many ways. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. But it's... um but I see the I see the blessing that comes from it too. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, huge blessings. Mm -hmm. Well, um, as we kind of wrap up both today's talk and our series, um, we've just been closing out with a challenge for Mm. just how we can put these things into practice. So, Megan, what would you say for this idea of like friends who challenge us, who push back? in little things or in big things that are feel more like a stab in the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think that we can take a step forward in fostering friendships that mm-hmm. you challenge each other mm-hmm. and push back in? I
1: think, so for the challenge, what I thought of was just having that conversation with somebody of, hey, I want mm-hmm. to, um, I want to be held, yeah, the permission conversation of I want to be held mm-hmm. accountable are you at that place in your life where you feel like our friendship is there, where you want that too? Do you want yeah. accountability? What does that look like for our friendship? But that started, I kind of like always bring it back to yourself of like, I'm desiring this in my life because yeah. I want to be like Jesus or I yeah. I want to be a better wife and a better mom and all these things and yeah. a better friend. So how, can you help me with those things? And so yeah.
0: have, have
1: the permission conversation.
0: I think that's really good. And that makes me think of too, like this may not always be in a peer to peer friendship. Like it could Mm -hmm. be just a one-sided thing where you don't have to like necessarily get them to give permission back. Like this might be in more of like a mentor relationship where you're just saying like, you have permission to speak into my life this way, but you're not expecting them to turn around and like say the same back to you necessarily. Um, And so I think that can, could maybe be a good place to start too because I think in a peer-to-peer, like a true peer relationship, this is harder to cultivate. It, it I think yeah. it's still – it's a huge blessing in that kind of a relationship. But if you're yeah. just starting with like wanting someone who you know is going to like hold you to this standard or like call you out on stuff to kind of check you, if you're just mm-hmm. wanting like to start in that kind of territory – uh, I almost might say, start with like someone who's more of a mentor relationship that's a great. to you because yeah. that feels like a given, like they're already sure. like someone who's speaking into your life. And so practice articulating that there because yeah, there's not great. as much expectation <clears throat> for it to be mm. reciprocal. <laughs> um, that's really good. No, be, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I good. Think that could I be that. a good caveat for that too. No, yes, I love that's that great. challenge. Um, I think that's, that's so good for us friends. Um, Man, we just want to thank you, Megan, so much for uh, hanging out with us this summer. I have loved it. Um, and I know that our friends listening have just benefited so much from your wisdom and just your heart for community here. It's been it's been a real blessing. So thank you for
1: being well, no, Thank you so much. No, this has been super, super fun just to be able to do this with you and talk about friendship, which I love. And um, mm. yeah, so thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening, and I yeah. hope you guys just I'd love to just hear about the friendships that are forming in the ways that, yeah. you know, either it's new or growing deeper with the ones you got, you know, oh, just I to keep it. pushing that forward. So,
0: yeah. If you know Megan in person, you can tell her in person, but uh, <laughs> for the rest of us, let's head over to social for that. Um, I know that that would be, Thanks. I love hearing those kind of stories too. So that would be. Yeah, incredible. for sure. Yeah. Well, definitely. thank you all so much for joining us for this summer series. Um, man, I just pray that you continue to take these conversations to your own friendships. That has been my prayer this whole time that these would be like springboard conversations that allow those relationships, real relationships in your life to just grow in ways that honor God and drive closer to Jesus. So I'm so thankful for you guys listening and just for the space. So we love you guys. Enjoy the last of your summer. Yes, uh, yes. We'll talk later. Bye friends. Bye. Bye. Friends, I'm so glad that you could join me and Megan on the show this week. And thank you so much for joining us for this whole summer series. I have loved digging into this topic and I pray that these conversations spur you on to dig into these topics with your friends too. If you haven't listened to the whole series, I invite you to go back and start at episode 52 called Being the Friend You Need, which launched this summer series and work through them as we go into the fall. I'll be taking a bit of a break from the podcast for a while. So this is the perfect opportunity to get caught up on old episodes that you missed or were just so good that you need another listen. Especially as I go on a bit of a break, I want to make sure that you have signed up to be part of my newsletter crew so that you can stay up to date on everything happening at Your Sister Kimber. You can just visit yoursisterkimber.com and subscribe there. Friends, thank you so much for spending part of your day with us. And this community is such a blessing to me, to my friendships, and I pray that it is for you and yours as well. Until next time, it's your sister, Kimber.